All right, welcome back to another episode of the Rockin' Rail Show. We got a special guest today, the big homie for Lauren pulling up. We're gonna talk about these draft prospects and all of that good stuff. Uh, but how we feeling so far this morning, ladies? Um, you know, um, shit, uh, it's another fucking day, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> another Saturday, so I can't complain. Still breathing, you know, head uh still on top of the dirt. <laughs> um, so you know, another day. How you doing, Falaron man? Welcome to the show, man. Man, I'm I'm good, man. I appreciate y'all for uh, asking me to come up. Uh, y'all know I, as as I always say, I don't, I don't know everything. I don't know all the X's and O's, but I, I I do know a little something to get on here and uh, talk to y'all. So appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna dig into that. Um, who we uh, how you how you want to let this roll out, Rocky? Who who we starting with? Well, shit, uh, uh, we're going to let Flaren, you know, uh, take us into these uh, prospects. I told y'all we was going to come back with some expertise on uh, who's who. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're going to let Flaren break down, um, you know, the, the prospects that she bring to the, to the table today and, and introduce us to them. And then me and me and Rail going to be sitting here taking some notes. And then we're going to come back and talk our shit about who we think, um, you know, fits into that, that spot and to that time that uh that that pelicans number eight slot uh courtesy <laughs> of the lakers so uh we're we gonna let uh flaring dive into number one um and and uh, by the way guys uh this is not in no select order we don't know who the top 10 gonna be we just know the top 10 of what's being um told to us by uh the media yeah. so uh we, we just pulling this shit from the, the, the top 10 guys that should be um picked top 10 now we talking about your ass and you ain't picked top 10 well brother we just was giving you some love so uh (laughs) don't take it personal we ain't making no selections so don't be coming at us talking about well the podcast (laughs) people were saying such and such you know uh but uh yeah for who you got um the first person you want to introduce us to um in these these uh nice uh future nba prospects who you got uh number one not so much well, as number one. I, well, but. I yeah, I don't. It's you know what I'm gonna be talking about is not necessarily um, as much as who goes number one. Um, you know, we 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 missing the member here today, um, Charles Chambers, who um, you know I, I I think could speak a little bit more to um, Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, um, and Paolo Bancaro, who is you know who I wanted him. Um, to talk about, I, I know he's extremely high on uh, Jabari Smith, um, you know, in a skill set of checks. So I definitely think he might be, um, you know, a little bit more knowledgeable to talk about them. So I wanted to take um, Jaden Ivey and, and, and Keegan Murray because um, I, you know, I did a little bit of studying up on them and, you know, have some notes jotted down and such. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that that's that's what I want to do. All right. Which one of them you want to start with first? So we're going to go with uh, Javen, Jaden Ivey. Gotcha. Uh, sophomore guard out of Purdue. So so, here, so here's the thing with him. Um, he's, he's, you're going to, if you haven't heard already, uh, you're going to consistently hear um, John Morant. Like every time you hear his name, you're, you're going to hear that. Mm-hmm. And and he draws a lot of parallels to Ja, but really 
none other than for the explosiveness, for the athleticism you see, or the fact that both of those guys can can jump out the gym. You have some people who would argue that hands down, um, you know, Jaden is 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 the most athletic uh, guy in, in this whole entire class. You know what I mean? And that's really mm-hmm. saying a lot uh, because I can name off a list of guys that are are already athletic. You know what I mean? Jabari Smith being one of them. Um, you know, at the top, other guys, Ben Matherin, um, you know, another guy that's, you know, p- particularly uh, athletic, athletic and, and the list goes on, even guys that maybe won't even hit a name called out of the 60 names um, come the 23rd, uh, but Jaden Obvious up there as well as when you think about, you know, Ja, like there's a reason why he went second overall, right, right behind Zion, the guy that, you know, mm-hmm. was thought to be uh, literally, you know, a, a generational talent and, you know, jives on a cusp. So again, like when you have that, like I, I can see what, what, a, what a parallels um, are drawn. Um, and, 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 you know, much of their numbers, uh, you will see like side by side or, or, or relatively similar. So yeah. he, he measured at 6'5", well, 6'4", um, a solid 200 pounds. So he does have an NBA ready body. Mm-hmm. Um, just mm. made 20 in February. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Tankathon here and he's consistently been um, seen as the fourth best guy in this class, Auto, kind of automatically putting him uh, at four, which Sacramento has the fourth pick, right? Yeah. And so Sacramento has has you know the reports out that that they're looking to uh trade maybe out of that pick entirely uh to get a guy that can help them win now as we know like Sacramento hasn't really been any good they have a new coach Mike Brown who's the assistant and been the assistant for some years now to Kurt um you know so so they so they trying to change where they are um it's been the longest playoff drought I think for like 14, 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, they are trying to win, which obviously speaks to to the move that they made at the deadline that, you know, threw a lot of us uh, a, a curveball when, when they drafted Tyrese and, and how good I think Tyrese can be as a league guard um, in this league and the floor general by, you know, swapping him and, and Buddy Hill for, uh, for Sabonis, who you can say is top 10 um you know, in his position as a big. So with with Jaden Ivey, he, uh, his averages uh, this past year were 17 points, uh, 4.9, basically five rebounds, um, three assists on like 46, 35, and 74 shooting splits. Um, You know, again, this is, this is, Again, that, that parallel that he's going to draw with Jai is, again, like the athleticism, but but people's like misconception of him being coming into the league, being being his point guard. When I, I just I, I guess it, it most for me, it mostly just depends on um, the team that he's going to go to in the situation. But I don't really see him being a point guard. He, he currently yeah. is um, a combo guard. And and that and that's a guy that. You know, you can look at it and say that he's a, a natural tool with with some creation, um, mm-hmm. or or one that's a 
a really good shooter and that can play off ball. So to me, he's a little bit more a two than a one that has some creation. Um, you know, again, a combo goal with, with a great first step, um, elite athleticism scoring and playmaking ability. Um, he's good, right? And again, going back to that parallel, like he's good. Um, but Ja, it, again, it's the reason why Ja went second and Jaden Ivey likely goes more fourth or fifth. And it, and it truly does just depend on um you know what what Sacramento does with that pick yeah but I'll but I'll also say like I I I I really wouldn't be surprised come come draft night um if he goes second and I say that because um you know I'm of the belief of the mind uh and again when we you know when we eventually get Charles up here and you know we talk about those other three guys I mentioned at the top um you know, it's a, it's a lot of people that believe that Orlando is going to take Jabari Smith, which automatically makes Chet, Chet he's he's going to go second easily mm-hmm. if he doesn't go first. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. just almost like Chet and, and OKC is, is a match made in heaven when you think about what OKC has been um, doing recently. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, with uh, Pokaszewski, who they drafted, um, you know, last uh the year before last, Josh Skitty, mm-hmm. uh, who was a who's that great size for um for a point guard. Um, so I, I I can I can definitely see what it is that uh that they're trying to do. But if Chet comes off the board first, I I still I still think that uh you know it, it's it's a really huge chance that they take Jabari. But if if they don't love Jabari in a way that they love Chet. I can see them taking Jaden, right? Because I and and then there's arguments to make why the fit will work, um, and why it won't work. Um, just because with with Jaden Ivy, um, and and again you think about those other two guards, it's Shay uh, Gildress and and Josh mm-hmm. Giddy, who I I think that they can uh, really you know implement a, a, a three-guard system with those three guys in the starting lineup, right? Because like I said, Josh Giddy is, is I think like a good six, seven, six, eight. And um, Shay, he, he is a small leader. So I definitely think that, that there's a fit there. But I'm also just looking at the fact that OKC was a really poor three-point shooting team. Um, bottom bottom five or bottom six, I want to say shit, right up there with New Orleans. Um, <laughs> right. So, so that's why, you know, in, the, in these type of situations, it's, it's not that you want to go um, for fit because obviously most people will tell you to draft best player available. And again, that six, if Jabari comes off first, I mean, that second, I'm sorry, if Jabari comes off first, Chet is easily like that guy to be taken as second. But, but, the, but sometimes, Sometimes, like best player available, does run parallel with fit. As in, like that guy could be the best remaining player available, but yeah. he also can be a guy that fits with your team right. exceptionally. You know what I mean? Or the same thing. Or the same thing with need, right? Like, you know, if if you if you if you need shooting, um, you know, but you you're really at the top of the lottery at 
you know, four, five, six, seven, you don't really want to draft over need versus drafting over the guy that you deem, again, the best player available typically, in other words, who has the highest ceiling. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes, again, like that can run parallel. Well, that guy that has the highest ceiling or that you think can be the best remaining player available in that range may also be a guy that um, checks that box for you and your team uh, and what they need as as a shooter. Mm -hmm. So So let uh, me ask you this, Valerian. So um, I did a little, I did a little, a uh, little bit of study on him too. Um, seeing uh, when when we was talking mm-hmm. about it, uh, you know, uh, prior to us uh, starting this today. Today, um, so I, I I seen Houston is um, very interested in Jaden Ivy, um, and and what Houston got the third pick, right? Yes. Okay, so. Um, you you think Houston um will actually pull the trigger on um getting a guy like Jaden Ivey? I mean, to to me, I don't I don't really, you know, I mean, unless they move in, I guess, you know, he could be the 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 uh move on from uh Eric Gordon type um player that they would be looking for to, you know, kind of like maybe move Eric in a trade deal or something like that. Um, but the the, the gig is they supposedly real high on him themselves. Um, so like you were saying, if you got um, Jabari or, or Chet going at a one and two, I think he probably does end up being number three. Um, easily, if if the rumors are true and uh, Houston has an eye on him and he fits, you know, like you said, that fit that uh, a team needs, you know, and you're looking at player available and you're saying, okay, we only got, what, what one year left with Eric Gordon? I think he got one le- one year left on the oh, contract. Or I, I think he yeah, had two, actually. Uh, I'll be forgetting yeah, that yeah. boy exists, man. I'll be trying not to think about yeah, it. Yeah, we do, we're definitely not <laughs> interested in him over here. Look, yeah, I don't give a fuck how good he shoot a three-pointer. And, and, Keep and him he, completely and, away and, from and, our roster. <laughs> and, and he making uh he he making some 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 nice money to mm-hmm. uh, to sit. Now there. we uh, we we ain't interested over here at the Pelicans fan base. Uh um, you know uh, but um, I mean left. I could. So he got two years yeah. left. So um, but I could definitely see them. You know, when you're talking about getting one of these top five draft picks, top five top sticks, you're talking about uh a player who you really trying to put into your system and play this season, mm-hmm. you know, um, now when you, when you start talking about that sevens, maybe six through, through nine, 10 spot, um, those guys could play, but you're not really expecting them to play. Um, I, I think Jabari, I'm sorry, not Jabari, Jaden um, fits Houston in a way where, it allows them to offload Eric Gordon's contract to somebody who is looking for a, I hate to say this, but I'm going to just say it, a, a, a three-point shooter mm-hmm. who can give you some quality minutes and some quality um, play on, on the court. Um, and that's not a compliment to Eric Gordon. I don't like motherfucker. Um, <laughs> keep him far away from him. <laughs> you know, keep him far away from our system. We 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 good. Um, I wouldn't give a fuck if Devontae Graham made 23s only the whole season. 
I'm not interested in Eric Gordon ever putting a goddamn Pelicans jersey back on. Um, yeah, see, 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 the funny thing about that is, um, and and I've told like like many people, like I'm I'm not a new Pelicans fan, but I've been more invested as of like the last six seasons, maybe like the 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 like in the middle of that season that we traded for Boogie and yeah. literally like every uh-huh. season it, it's gotten like a little bit more like damn yeah. I love damn that's I love it a little more. Because you know why? It it, it it started showing you that the team was really taking big steps in the right direction and trying to become a a solidified team that can win consistently. Yeah. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll definitely, um, they'll definitely try it. And, and, and what I was about to say about that was so like, because I've only been as invested as I've been recently, I, I didn't really go through the, through everybody else's traumatic experience of, you know, Eric Gordon, I want to be here. But I do know is like everybody has seen uh, that picture with him, who it was, Ryan Anderson or uh, uh, Aminu, for Al Farouk Aminu, uh-huh. um, holding up their jerseys. And you could tell that, you know, yeah. nobody may be fucking happy. Like Chris Kane uh, and somebody in there. Chris Kane. And, 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 and yeah. So, yeah. Um, but but even, even not having, you know, experienced that, real heartache um i'm i'm still the kind of person who like if you if you shitted on me once i, w- I won't really give you an opportunity to do it, it again so so like i'm i'm good i i can think back to to um last year right before we traded for cj i, I think it was a or maybe it was the last season i don't know y'all correct me if i'm wrong but it was an article too that came out that actually said the pelicans quote unquote was interested in Eric Gordon. And, and I, I was like, hell all no. over the timeline. And I remember all over the timeline, it was just everybody was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, get David Griffin out of here. And and, and, and see that that that's that's before that's pre-CJ trade when everybody was still kind of on his head and calling for his job and questioning everything he had going on. I just want to so say that, this. It wasn't so that everybody. really would have been that no, that's so that would have definitely been um the nail in the coffin and and sidebar with that rocket like you've been you've been consistent in your like you know give griff time and this that and the other so so uh i respect that but me i've i've and i've always said it like i've had my gripes with him but Mm -hmm. much of what he did although i i don't agree with it or didn't agree with it i understand it because i'm 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 understanding that it was purposeful Every right. I think every and that's and that's mm-hmm. the key word that people miss or that they I guess don't want to accept when it comes to some of these things that 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 they don't like as much as that everything was purposeful, for example, and then I'm gonna move on. So the first year he came, first year you draft Zion, um, you don't have him at the beginning of the year. That's also the first year you get BIs, old Josh Hart, you sound you sign JJ as a, another veteran, you trade for favors. Um, you know, and all these different guys that, um, you know, some, a couple of them that was on that team literally just two years ago, not even in the league anymore, um, brand new regime and, and, and everything. So you think about that and that team wasn't a very good defensive team, right, which we hadn't been 
literally for like years. And this goes all the way back to having AD and Drew on a squad who are, you know what I mean, top yeah. defenders at their position. The Pelicans, for whatever reason, even though they've had, you know, a few good one-on-one defenders at the, you know, on one team, overall as a team, they've never been good defensively. So, so what you, so, so the decision was made to, to go out and, and, and trade for guys that have known to be just a little bit tougher, can bring a little bit more physicality, can bring some more defense where you didn't have none. And that's when you get Bledsoe back for Drew Holiday. That's when you go out and you trade for Adams. Again, guys that have throughout their career been known for toughness, for physicality, guys that can bring it on the defensive end. So again, although we didn't agree with it, or didn't like it per se, when you just think about uh, the fit itself, it was purposeful because he went for a certain thing, right? Even with Devontae, like I know everybody don't don't hate or dislike Devontae. Um, and, and the thing about it is like, when you talk about him, I think it's about separating the player from the person. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's one thing to keep in mind. So it's just like Pelicans need a three-point shooting, right? Again, another one of those things like defense, we hadn't really been a good defensive team. We hadn't really been a good shooting team so much so that another year, you know what I mean? We are like bottom five in, in three-point shooting yeah. um, percentage and like bottom six in, in overall attempts. And so that's when you come into the season, you know, you, you miss on Lowry, you miss on CP3, you miss on, on Hardaway, well, well, you miss well, on Powell. Well. And so you get into so you get no what I'm saying is no I'm not talking about them missing on those guys. I'm just talking about moves that he's made that's been purposeful in trying to address things that the need, right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The terms so like I said, you miss on these guys that could have brought a certain element to the game, and then you settle on Devontae, which again checks the box as a three point shooter. So again, it's one of them things where you know, and and that was only just me speaking to to the yeah. To the I, I I get what you're saying, and not the um, you know, misconception. But you know, back at the at the topic at hand. So yeah, um, the, with, the, with with Houston, with Houston, see the thing is, I don't think Jade picking Jade and Ivy would have much to do with Eric Gordon, um, per se. Even though. Uh, I think they can move him in an entirely different move, but I don't think he's somebody that they look at as as a negative asset that they would want to pour assets into or attach an asset to dump him because mm-hmm. um, he's not that kind of player. He's not a negative contract. Like, that's easily a guy that can go to a right situation, um, you know, and be that go-to guy, uh, you know, off the bench. You know what I mean? A team like Milwaukee could be looking at him. A team like uh, Miami could be looking at him. Like it's 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 quite a team like Denver could be looking at him. So he definitely just a team has not a like us. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, just not us at all. So <laughs> it, it it so not only does it not have to me anything to do with what will or won't happen with Eric Gordon, I think picking Jaden Ivey would also have a lot to do with if Houston and the front office truly believe in Kevin Porter Jr. as 
their long-term option at point guard mm-hmm. because right. they right. are so 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 much like us. They don't have a true point guard, traditional point guard, pure point guard, whatever it is that that you want to call it. And they they too, based on last season, kind of feel like, you know, you get enough playmaking and, and creation from from Kevin Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. And so I, I you know, I won't speak to that. I'm just only speaking to again like viewing it from Houston's point of view on if they see that guy as a long term option and you know looking at Paolo who if he's the guy that's sitting there at three after Jabari and Chad go one and two or however yeah. they go then it's kind of a no brainer in you know, they may love the idea of putting those two really dynamic, athletic, jump out the gym, can blow by you type guards. And, you, you know, ultimately, like, believe it's going to work, but then make other subsequent moves um, to round out the rest of, of, of what may be that starting lineup with, you know, complementary pieces surrounding them guys mm-hmm. so certainly it could work but I, I definitely think that um because neither of those guys are, are, are known to be defenders and or, or or um you know inconsistent or kind of streaky shooters I definitely think that that would be um a, a priority in, in the emphasis of them saying you know we know what we got to do you got to add a, you got to add Defense and shooting, not one of the other boat would have to be um, added to that team because they don't they don't really have too too many guys that are um, individual one on one defenders. So that that I, I would say that would be uh, interesting if if they went in that direction, um, you know. But I just think that if Paolo is at three, I I just think that he's the He's the right, he's the right decision. Um, you know, he and and you know, that's another guy that I think and why he would be good again is because if they if they are gonna lean into the, you know, no traditional point guard because you have other guys on that roster who uh does enough, you know, creation and uh have ability to get others involved. Paolo was right there. You know what I mean? And out of the guys yeah. that are going to go top three, top four, he's, um, you know what I mean? He's a, a really, like, really good playmaking creator for himself and, like, really special with the ball in terms of uh, getting others involved. So I I, I definitely see a, a, a fit then. And like I said, why I think um, you can do it because they, like I said, I, I think that, you know, you go with Ivy right there at three. And, and I think they, you know, they would easily to me now have, like I said, the most explosive athletic, you know, backcourt um, in a league and a young backcourt that, that can go together. So for what those guys don't do now or what they can't do now, um, you know, it, it, it's so much potential. And that's why those guys are, you know, that's why um Jaden went uh I mean not Jaden I'm sorry but Jalen went what second yeah he went he went second yeah. so there's a reason mm-hmm. why he went second there's mm-hmm. a reason why you know Jaden Ivy can go you know equally as high as, as second as well um 
So it's really, it's really going to be, be interesting, but you know, so, some things that I have down here um, is, is, is speak again, going back to the shooting, he's a 35% shooter um, from three, which is league average. And I, you know, I, I, I just, I believe that that number has to come up um, again, depending on what position he plays again if, if if he's a two which is is you know which says that he's going to be more off ball and have the ball in his hands a little bit less you're going to be looking at a guy that you know has to be able to shoot the ball when that's he catches shoot. yeah mm-hmm. right like so you so so like that's what you that's what you're going to need from him now he's got, like even if that were the case he's going to get opportunities because because again, he he can co-create. And you know, one of the most important things about him is that he's a very willing passer. He's not, you know, much of a creator. And again, not one like like job because his, you know, assist to turnover ratio uh isn't isn't quite, you know, special or as high as you want it to be for a guy that you're gonna employ. Mm-hmm as as a lead guard as your lead point guard but a, a very willing um and capable passer he's um he's really exceptional in transition and getting down here with his ability to blow by defenders mm-hmm. and um beat you off the bounce so there is a little bit of you know self-creation for his own sake that like he can he can attack the closeout. He can, in other words, saying like he can he can put the ball on the floor for whatever reason. Um, you like he gets to the rim and he gets to the rim fairly easily, um, fairly well, uh, and 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 often, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 even if you know teams do pull a wall up in the way that we've seen teams put a wall up against over Zion again, like uh, <laughs> over bi but but namely just Zion because that's the guy that you oh, that yeah. teams will not like mm-hmm. like in his 85 86 games the one thing that we've taken from that other than him just being immensely talented is just that teams will not let him go one-on-one yeah period right. they can't right. you know what i mean like they can't yeah. afford to like no, no, no. because he's he gonna he, barrel he, over somebody you know he he's gonna, he gonna take one of y'all favorite players to the gym right like, <laughs> okay. that, like that's just what he do um, and look when he do it they're gonna be pissed because you know the the, y'all, the, y'all, the narrative y'all, y'all. right now is oh let's get him out of there and let's get him to new york anyway so so huh. i'm i tell you they, this since you, listen, since you brought they, him they up must, they I must am, have forgot they must have forgot how he had he had Rudy Gobert in the blender, and, oh, and, and okay. this is a three-time, and this is mm. a three-time defensive player of the year. You're Rudy, you know, you know what? You know what? I was. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because see, I was watching a um a clip um last night. Um, somebody posted it on uh, uh on Twitter, and uh, I was watching him give AD the business um against the Lakers, and 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 um. He he was uh he spot up on uh, pulled up on, on a jumper and then he uh, attacked AD on a, a baseline with a with a layup and, and a dunk. Um, so look against your favorite player when Zion is healthy. That's why I was telling Rel in the last episode. Whoever get checked better put about thirty or forty pounds on that boy body because 
and I say this with all due respect. I know this man played basketball, hell of a talent in college. Mm -hmm. But when he get into this NBA style basketball, these guys are and stronger. They're not the same as you play, you know, in college. You know, everybody's trying to figure out what form to put on their body, you know, how much weight, et cetera. But when you get in the league, you know, a team is going to say, hey, I need you to pick up uh, 20, 30 pounds, you know, uh, in the offseason so that, you know, when the season starts. Because, look, B.I. said it in the beginning of this season. Say they put on 25 pounds and shit. um, As the season went by, them 25 went by, bye bye. (laughs) <laughs> you know so uh that, that the, the, yeah, yeah that's weight. the same thing with Jax. I, I think jacks might have yeah he put on the 20, same thing he put, that, on 20. That, that he put on some weight in, and that yeah, shit went like, bye-bye yeah you know by the end of the season you know um look in the beginning of the season you know Jax was a little stronger he was a little bigger you know uh, i mean just mm-hmm. a little not a lot <laughs> um and, and and because you know i remember when jackson got here y'all and we getting all the way off the topic, but fuck it. We talk about shit anyway. <laughs> but look, I remember when Jackson first got here and, and I was watching him in the summer league and he had them hella amazing dunks. And then when he got here and I've seen him in person, because everybody looked a little bigger on TV. That's what I don't realize. Seeing him in person and I was like, God damn, he's small. <laughs> you know, and that's the, that's the same way I look at Chet. I'd be, I be like, you know, it's going to be an amazing talent for whoever gets him. But I do think that he's going to be at a disadvantage at, at his weight playing against mm. NBA level talent guys, you know. And, and when I say that, I'm not saying that on the on the offensive side of the ball all of the time because I do think the kid is hella skilled offensively. Mm. What I'm saying is, when it comes times to defend against guys like yeah, he 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 gonna he gonna he he gonna need some weight. Have, he's gonna have his matchups, and when you play guys that are that are natural, um, just physical players, and no matter who they play, they they just they bring just this this natural physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's where he's gonna struggle. So again, like imagine, you know, when when OKC or when Orlando does play Milwaukee, I I'm I'm I he you know what I mean? Like here's the thing, like. Giannis can almost put his shoulder down and and, and move anybody. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? I, I don't he's of course he's not gonna be an answer for your for your MBs and your call Anthony Towns and your Jokic and those are also players who are, you know what I mean? Like like they don't even have the power over him or power through no. him. Mm-hmm. But just got re- pure specifically, namely somebody like Jokic. He just cerebral. Mm-hmm. And everything that he does. Yeah. So it's certain matchups that I do think that, you know what I mean? He's going to have a, a bit of advantage with mm-hmm. uh, because he's so long, because he a legit seven footer, right? Like a lot of these guys, we call them seven footers, seven but foot. I don't think they, they really that. But I think 16, 6, 11. Right. <laughs> but I think Chet is, is a legit seven footer. So he's going to have. I think they got him foot. listed at seven foot exactly, like on the dot. You know, so you 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 think about, and, and that's funny because you know, a, a lot of the times when people talk about Chet's weight, you have the 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 Chet uh, enthusiasts and 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 and, and uh, 
you know, stands who will always draw the parallel of, well, that's the same thing that they said about Evan Mobley, that he's that he's going to be too small to, to yeah. play in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to get dominated and he's going to get bodied and beat up and all that. And, you know, quite honestly, you didn't really see much of that. Like, he was relatively nice in his first year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Al- although, although we did see Trey handle that boy in summer league, <laughs> um, like, I mean, that, and, and I think that's probably when all of us thought we got a dog in Trey. And it's not that he isn't, but you know what I mean? The summer league, when you think about it, is still playing with guys that are on your Obviously, talent level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whether sure. it's coming into the league, just like Rocky said, these guys, bigger, stronger, smarter, faster. Mm-hmm. So therein lies um, the difference. So like I said, with Chet, you know, he's definitely going to have his moments where he has um, an advantage, in, especially on the defensive end, because uh, you know, the kid is, is, is smart and, you know, there's, there's, there's angles and levels to this shit. You know what yeah, I mean? And, it really and, and is. Everything you do that, um, that he, 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 he's never going to be the strongest or the biggest guy on the floor. Um, you know what I mean? But I, I think there's, there's, there's other things, um, that, I, I think he he can he can win a lot of his matchups um in his league. So again, back to Jaden Ivey. Um, <laughs> you know, this is a guy that I'm I'm looking at some of the notes that I have down here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, thinking about his role and 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 where he goes and um, you know, what teams are gonna need to pour into him, what he already has. Um, you know, again. It, I, I think he's going to be best going to a team that 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 just plays with pace and that likes to run because like that's that's what he's great at like that's where he really um, excels at you know when you're talking about playing in in the half court he's a little bit he's a little bit um, you know less good he you know the the in between game. It's almost, you know, non-existent, and, and and that's suggested by the fact that he's a twenty-one percent, you know, mm-hmm. jump shooter mm-hmm. in the mid-range. That's 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 low. Yeah. You know what that's, I mean? That's, 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 that's real. That's, low. That's, that's that's almost non-existent. He's a thirty-five percent field goal percentage in catch and shoot jump shoots. So that's when he's off the ball and those jump shots are not coming from beyond the arc. Like, they come in inside the arc. You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. he not, may, may not even step foot in the paint, but just that little 10-foot, 8-foot, you know what I mean? 15, 12-foot mm-hmm. for jump shot. That is still just 35%. So it's not really efficient, and they not really falling. So this is a guy that kind of lacks a bit of, of a consistent jump shot, if you will, that Again, you know, I, I think playing off ball and 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 playing at the two, um, you know, you, you you're going to need to become uh, a, a bit of a a better uh, jump shooter unless you really get down the floater. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and and that's one of those things that you know they always say is a is a giant killer, is a big man killer because 
it, it, it's just, it's impossible to stop. And even if you walk, you know, big and long, it's, liter it's, it's literally impossible to stop. Like how many times we've, we've seen Jose hit that floater, like over, you know what I mean? Some, some of people's favorite players who, mm -hmm. who all exceptional rim protectors, but it's nearly impossible to block that shot. And that's why when you're a smaller player, um, you know, when you aren't, um, you know, decent or average as, as a mid-range guy, uh, a guy that, you know, can finish at the rim with both hands, which he can't, which is really, really interesting that he doesn't really do much with his left hand. He don't really, he don't really go left. Yeah. Um, and that's really interesting. Um, you know, when you see when we've seen guys like, you know, Drew and the kill come through the Pelicans who are ambidextrous. And that was always two things that I liked about both of those guys is their ability to finish not just over a lot of guys, but with both hands, which make it to well like you like your offense and when you drive, when you get two feet in the paint, um, you know, when you do drip, uh, dribble penetration, like mm -hmm. it's not easy for the op to guess that you going left because you can't go right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. so it's just like that's that I think ball dominant benefit, hand, man. Yeah, you like know? that. That's the benefit of having a guy that can finish with both hands. And for whatever reason, he just doesn't go right um so then you talk about you know again you know some of the things that that he can do and some of the things that he's exceptional at he ranks in the the, the 89 percentile in like pick and roll offense as a scorer and passer like now whereas his, his jump shooting may be well below average or, or what you may want it to be which I think that you know, a lot of these guys and even some of the best players um, aren't, aren't super, super efficient, like throughout the year or in those 26 games that CJ came. CJ has been around about like a, a 44, 45%, um, you know, shooter. And I'm not talking three-point shooting. I'm talking about just regular field goals. Yeah. That's where his field goal percentage at. So I mm -hmm. think that exceptional especially when you tie that into um you know a guy's usage and I guess the other distribution of um where his shots may be coming from so again in the 89th percentile um in pick and roll offense as both a scorer and a passer with with a 47 percent field goal percentage as, as a ball handler like Again, you know what I mean? Like that's the guy that 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 fast motion get out and run transition offense and and him, you know what I mean, being a pick and roll. And so that's a guy that you would love to have um, you know, with a big that can roll. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a, a guy like, a like think of they think of putting him you know, with a guy like, like Jax, who may not be the best at setting the screen, but he can 
kind of slip that screen or at least the ones that don't end up a fucking offensive file right <laughs> um, but he can, he can you know what i mean he can slip that screen and you know what i mean and, and, roll and, to and the cut rim straight to the rim right mm-hmm. and, and roll straight to the rim and so that's the kind of you know guys that you would want to to put with him and so uh you know that that's where i think that he can he can have some success particularly um you know when when the ball um you know is is in his hands mm-hmm. um and then just just overall um I, I i don't i don't and again like when you think about him being fought and i'm i'm gonna wrap up on him after this um you know with sacramento if sacramento does say that which i'm willing to bet money that they want i don't know i don't know what they do i definitely have Sacramento. Um, I, I have about three trade partners with Sacramento in terms of again, like what it is they want to do. I, I Washington as one of them, where they trade down or they, you know, trade completely out of it and trade that four pick for Bradley Bill with intentions of giving him, you know, that that max contract. It won't be a I don't know if it'll be a supermax because I think only Washington can offer him that full yeah. supermax, but they mm-hmm. can offer him a max contract. A max, right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so they trade for him, you know what I mean, with that intention of giving him uh, that max contract and knowing that he's uh, committed and all in. But I also see reports that he's going to sign that, that, that supermax because that supermax is, like 230 mil or something like mm-hmm. that so Bradley but Bill he's also been made, very made ad- he's been very adamant in saying that he wants to remain in washington as well oh yeah, so, he, yeah. You know, he, he has and you know and for better or worse you know some people see that as commendable mm-hmm. and in the same in, in the same way right when you when, when you like think dang? of yeah I, now, yeah I was about to say that like some mm-hmm. people see it as commendable um because they like your loyalty is second mm-hmm. to none yeah you know what i mean and that's but the see thing that's that you the gotta thing love right and now. appreciate about guys yeah you can but see the thing with that is and since we're talking about it you know the thing with that is is in 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 sports loyalty can be great to some degree and yep. detrimental to the other oh yeah yeah because it, i mean like even if we go from switch from Dame and, and the Bradley Bills and hell the Charles Barkley's, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm naming guys that haven't gotten a ring. Um, and then yeah. you go look at the football aspect. You remember we, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, he spent his entire career, mm-hmm. um, you know, playing for the Cardinals and he ain't got no ring <laughs> because his, his loyalty remained there. But I mean, many guys want to trade for him you know, want to get him on, on a team because, you know, Larry was, Larry was something nice, but loyalty kept him from getting the ring to, if we're going to keep it real, because he could have easily been, you know, um, shit, a, I mean, yeah, a veteran it, deal somewhere else. It, it also depends on where he would have went because it, it's like, we can't have this preconceived notion that, that the minute a guy is traded from here to here, that still they, look the same. you know, that not, not just that, but that they, 
that, that they go on to win, even if it's not in that first year, but in that second year, in that third year, like we've, we've seen it twice as of yet, right? And it sucks mm-hmm. to say that it happened with the Pelicans, right? What a year after you trade AD, of course, he goes to LA, he wins, mm-hmm. but yep. it wasn't, it, it wasn't, uh, uh, AD was the guy that led that to happening. You went, join the guy that's been the best player you know, in all of sports, like, the and, I'm, and I'm glad you bring sucks. that up. You know, I'm you glad know you bring I mean? it up. You know you why? Have, and then you have, go ahead. Because when you say that AD, you know, just as well as, as, and, and we're talking about the guys who have left the squad and, yeah. and have went to other places and won. You, you had Drew get his ring. You had AD get his ring. Both of them left the squad. They won. But then you had, you know, and, and, and this is what I've been trying to tell people. You got guys that you say, okay, the Russell Westbrooks, you get them, you know, and, and, and you say, well, okay, we won with AD. We won with Brian together. If we add this level of talent, we should be able to win with him as well. And that's Mm -hmm. what we're saying. Sometimes you can't just move a guy based off of the 20, 10 and 10 and think that you're going to win with him. Mm -hmm. The fit still has to be there. So, so when you're talking about moving guys around, I really, you know, that loyalty does have a, a tremendous aspect in guys like Bradley Bill saying they want to stay in Washington and guys like Dame saying, hey, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, willing to leave Portland right now, you know, and that's a right now. And yeah, I'm, I'm, he ain't saying it, but I'm saying it, you know, because I mean, there's only going to be so much patience he's going to have with that whole process coming in. I mean, I don't see him doing four more years of losing seasons and, you know, trying to become a winner. So, um, and, and, and no, I'm not the Pelicans person that's sitting here saying, bring Dame down here to New Orleans. No, we've seen what Dame and, 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 uh, um, CJ have done in Portland. (laughs) We don't, we don't need a repeat here. Yeah. Um, and, and that's no disrespect to Dame. He's a hell of a talent, but I think that with our roster, uh, our, our starting lineup has pretty much sealed their 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 positions, you know, if you will. Um, I just don't see. I know I, a lot of y'all, and I'm saying it to y'all, and I said it to y'all, motherfuckers, on the last uh, episode. Yeah, uh, pointing a finger at CJ and saying he need to be this and he need to be that. Well, this team need to be together long enough. Yeah. For a full season before you can make determinations on who should or shouldn't be pulled out of that starting lineup and bench for somebody else or traded for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, so so to move us from uh Jaden Ivy, so so you've given us all of the points on what well, makes this just, guy... just the last thing, my, ahead, my conclusion, my conclusion and 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 you know rounding rounding up on him was that um, you know, again. Sacramento stays there. Uh, you know, those other three guys go three uh and he's sitting there. Um I can't I can't really see anybody else being fought really other than Keegan, who's the guy that I'm gonna talk about next. And and that's just because um, you know, it, it's gonna be so and, and the reason why it'll be interesting because um, you know. They obviously, Sacramento obviously wanted, you know, everybody wants to win the number one pick. You know, it, it, everybody want to be number one. So that, that, that goes without saying, but they ended up fourth. And maybe, and maybe if they landed one or two, they might not be so willing to trade it. But 
it's evident that they may not like or love somebody that 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 they know is going to be there at four as much as they love somebody you know what I mean as much as they would have loved having a pick of the litter at one or even a pick of the second best two guys um if, if they got the, the the second pick yeah. um so it's really going to be interesting and I also don't think that it's a fit either with him or Fox with both of those guys being really underwhelming um you know three-point shooters and really underwhelming um defenders as well and you know but even though he's he's young I don't think he's that young to where like he won't fit the timeline of what they're trying to do because you know Fox is still relatively young but he's a young vet um Mm -hmm. if you will and 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 again I think more than anything like when you think about uh both of those guys like you know when you draft a guy based on talent and you throw fit completely out the window this this would be this would be that this will be that forget fit ultimately and this is the best guy that that we can take in all you do is when when a fit don't work um, with two guys that you want to build around, you go out and you just get other complementary pieces, ultimately, um, to go with those guys. So, yeah. um, you know, it's 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 quite it's it's literally quite interesting that um, it 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 isn't really many teams that I really, especially like at the top that I see what I think is a, is a just from a fit perspective that is hands down a, a really exceptional, um, you know, fit for that guy when I think about it. Um, but me thinking about it and realizing that, you know, Atlanta to me is another team that I think, um, you know, could be in conversation with, with Sacramento for that, for that four pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly I think that the fit with him, uh, next to Trey, who could play off ball just with his ability to shoot and them actually having some, some solid, you know, defenders, um, that I think can, can, you know, may not completely cover him up because that kind of is the biggest flaw to Atlanta right now is, um, you know, just a defense. Um, but I think just when I think about his backcourt part and pairing him, uh, with Trey, I, I I I like that fit. So overall, Jaden is just explosive. He's a willing passer. He's a highlight, real solid rebounding guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not quite um, a good defender, but he's definitely handsy and getting steals. Um, you know, good cutter. Um, you know, really excels. Like I said, in transition. Um, you know, getting downhill. Um, you know, getting to the rim at will. Um, and, and just really flat out competitive, just flat, flat out competitive. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, we try to keep these around an hour. We're approaching like 55 minutes right now. What else, um, what else you have on your uh, agenda that you want to talk about? Um, not just, just quick on, just quick on Keegan Murray. Um, you know, six, eight forward, great touch, agility and understanding, um, he's a really uh, incredible, efficient shooter, and he, you know, battles defensively. He hustles. He rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, he keeps mistakes to a minimum, right? Although he's not, um, 
you know, much of a of a of a playmaker or passer. He only averaged um, you know, one turnover, which is incredible for a guy with his usage that had um, you know, the the ball in his hands a lot, and that pretty much was um, you know, the offense. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think that uh, that's a guy that, like I said, if Sacramento stayed at that pick for whatever reason, and they also didn't just love Ivy for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I think Keegan to me is ex- kind of exactly what it is they need. He's a guy that I think could come in and start for them day one, um, you know, at the four, uh, you know, next to Barnes on a wing, or both of those guys can be really interchangeable mm-hmm. um, right now, and I think it will all it will work just the same. Um, so that's a guy that, and I also think that he's a guy that fits well with the Pelicans, a guy they one that can, you know, check the box for us, um, just a little bit defensively and offensively, particularly as a shooting, just his ability to, um, you know, to hit jump shots again, he may not be, uh, as sexy as a, as a pick as your Pilos, your check, (laughs) your Jabari's are known to have as much upside of the, as those guys. But, but you're getting a really solid guy that has potential to be a legit, um, you know, three-level scorer, average 23-8-1 uh, on 55-39-74 shooting splits, which, again, is a guy that with a one assist, again, it suggests that it's not that he isn't a willing passer. He just doesn't pass much. He just, just uh-huh. doesn't, um, you know, play make much. Wait, hold on, Flair. You say he doesn't pass much? Um, I mean that that suggests the fact that he averaged one assist. So you're not getting a guy that's that's much of a of a creator or or yeah. playmaker. Um, that so, you know that's so he, hitting. That's so hitting here's my take going. on him. Here's my take on him. With that being said, I mean I, I see a lot of people who have have, have mentioned uh, Keegan. Mm-hmm. Um, we and 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 and, and I, I, I it sounds like i'll be taking shots at people on our timeline and shit but i'm really not i'm just like engaged with the fan base and looking at what people say a lot if we was pissed off with cj mccollum taking shots and shots and shots like a goddamn club and we get a guy who can only produce one or two or three assists a game they're going to be chewing his ass out by but that, midway but through the season. But here's the thing, Rocky. Hold on. Here's the thing. CJ isn't a point guard, but he came here with the intention of understanding of becoming our lead guard. So you, so that's ultimately what you expect. And, and, and a lot of people who've watched CJ and kind of was familiar with his game, like I didn't realize so many people – had always thought of CJ as a point guard, but just that yeah. he played next to Dane. Yeah. Like literally, like a it's it's a lot of people, and that was incredible to see that a lot of people always thought of CJ as a as a point guard or felt like that was his play style, but he literally played next to a guy that, you know what I mean, that that was just named as a as a top 75 player in in, in Dame Lillard. And you know, although both of those guys are, um, you know, both have the, the the play style and ability to play off the ball, but yeah. Dane was the point guard. So he right. had the ball in his hand, um, had a, a, a lot in, in those moments where there was CJ and no Dane, 
you got to see a lot of what CJ is capable of when a ball is in his hands. Mm-hmm. So that so so therein lies the difference that with Keegan, you know, this this isn't a guy that that's coming here or will be drafted here to be the lead guard because again, when you think about what Willie wants to do, the point five offense and everything, you know, it's it's believed that you have enough playmaking with CJ. Uh, B.I. and Zion, um, you know, and, and that doesn't include, uh, you know, two other guys that can really handle the ball, uh, you know, namely Jose. And, and, and I think that we haven't even seen what, what Herb can do, who many people, you know, didn't watch, uh, you yeah. know, had a ball in his hands a lot and played just about every position, you know what I mean, for Nate Oates in that yeah. Alabama offense. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you're not really needing another guy. And that's also what you don't want. You don't really want, um, for the Pelicans particularly, you don't want a guy that, uh, you know, is, is going to come in and really take the ball out of, you know, the main three guys who hands you want the ball in. And, mm-hmm. and so that's why, I, that's another reason why I think he would be a fit. And I know we trying to wrap up is it just, again, he's also just a really, really incredibly efficient shooter again like 55 percent like that's i if if i'm not mistaken like he that that was like he set um you know some 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 records like i I don't know if if that was the highest but that was definitely one of the highest you know what i mean 55 is nice uh you know what i mean so that's the guy that you get that you know what i mean that it, it it can speak more to to his shot selection and just a guy, again, going back to that understanding that I said, a guy that just understands his place, a guy that just understands where his spots are, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? How to get to him, but just also just the touch, just the touch of the ball and those shots going down, a, a, a true a, a true shooting percentage of 63. Again, this guy is incredibly efficient, yeah. you know what I mean? And so when, 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 when you playing in and you get him the ball, there's there's some things that that he can do with with the ball that that that's going to lead it's, it's going to lead to it's going to lead to a good possession and it and it mm-hmm. should get you um two points on the board and, and and like I said as you know regardless of where he goes um you know with time and developing that's a guy that I think he's he's going to be able to score um you know all over the floor like I said just versatile can play um you know both full position played a ton of um center at Iowa you know what I mean when they went small and that's kind of the theme of right now where the NBA is on where you have those big long versatile defenders guys to me when I think of versatile I think of guys that can both play and defend multiple positions and Mm -hmm. that's what I think you're getting in a guy like him again versatile enough to um you know play the five when teams go small, which is typically when you want to 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 be faster than the other team, when you Definitely. want to um you know just be quick a, a touch quicker than the next team um and and just overall like spreading and, and, and spacing uh the floor not super athletic like I said I touched on it already not much of a creator or mm-hmm. passer but just a modern day power forward um that can face up has good footwork, again, incredibly efficient. Um, you know what I mean? He's really good. He can lead the break in transition, which is 97 percentile in transition. Like, again, this is a guy that if he rebounds the ball, or if you get him, uh, you know, the ball 
on a break when when he leaks it out and you know exceptional rim running as well like this is a guy I see and and I also see him in, you know what I mean with Jax who all you got to do is get that guy the ball on a break or in transition and something good is going to happen yeah. let the ball right, find right. him um he can score near and around the basket 76 percent um in a half court which is again the mid-range may not be really exceptional mm-hmm. but it can go down but again like he's really really exceptional then around um you know the the rim and, and his ability to score around the basket he can score off the bounce he can space the floor um just a overall solid forward that you're getting that I think depending on the situation um you know is a day one scorer I have his comp um you know to me more recently to be um you know a a, a, a Tobias Harris type which isn't wrong you could say a Tobias Harris you could say Harrison Barnes you could say um you know Marcus Morris um you know all of those guys are different in in, in different ways but definitely draw some similarities with a lot of those guys just being guys um, that just are really good jump shooters. You know what I mean? And it can score the ball efficiently. So again, you're getting a guy who he can just effectively dribble, shoot, and finish. And that's what you're getting with Keegan. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. think it can go wrong, like throw age and all those things out the window. I think you're getting um, just a really good, solid basketball player. That's what you need, you know. And yeah. So 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 uh here's here's the breakdown. So so we've gotten the the take on Jaden Ivy, we've gotten the take on Keegan Murray. And so um initially what we was trying to do was get somebody to come in here and give me and Rail who ain't watching these <laughs> college players play not a little basketball. I'll be one too. Um, you know, listening to you talk about them and a lot of times, you know. You you be knowing a lot about these guys, for Lauren, and listening right. to you talk about them makes me want to watch college basketball. But for some reason, I just never do. A, a, lot, of, so, a lot of people don't. A, a lot of people don't. They well, you just know, can't get yeah. it. It's, yeah, well, I watched. I watched the Final Four. You know, um, yeah. I mean, if you make it there, that's, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna know a little bit about you. But if you don't, that's, yeah, that's that's I, that's that's when the excitement really. It, once, yeah. once you get to March Madness, that's really that, when the excitement starts. Yeah. But if but if you if you really just you know you love it and you know you also just kind of have a knack for for this whole drafting thing, mm-hmm. then like that that's another reason that just makes you be more in tune with what's going on with college basketball and watching because you're not just sitting back watching it as a fan like you're watching it. Um, from a place of like, scouting you. I, I need to know this yeah. guy. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know this guy. Right. So, well, I tell you this much. Uh, my bad, uh, Rel. Oh, no, um, no, no, so, so, so we've gotten that breakdown, and so, um, you know, uh, like we said to to the uh, uh, people listening, um, the, the the listeners, the viewers, um, we wanted to get somebody who could come in and, and give us illustrations of of the guys that we haven't been watching, and so taken from like we told uh, from the beginning of this, we don't know who's going one through 10, but we, 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 we want to break down who these guys are because one of them may be in a Pelican's Jersey. We don't know. Hell Griff could be cooking up something real special. We could move from number eight to number uh, four or number three, number two, you know, we never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of y'all want to kick some people off the team anyway. So it's some, <laughs> some shit going out. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, one or two coming I'm in. I'm one of them, but I got my reasons. I'm literally not trying to trade one 
everybody. It's literally just one guy for me. And, and you know me, you be seeing me in the group chats. My damn trades don't be all NBA 2K and, and, and unrealistic. <laughs> man, because we, look, as we much were talking about that last, last episode. Some of these guys, man, they, they, they shit. NBA 2K, hell, they NBA uh, live, NBA jam. I mean, I don't know where they are. <laughs> they everywhere except a, a lot of it NBA don't, reality. Of it, look, look at it like this, Rocky. A lot of it really just be, you know, guys, you know, just really coming up with, you know, crazy shit almost entertaining themselves Hell looking, yeah. for takes, looking for reactions but yeah, also just trying to is. find ways of you know getting guys that they are fond of on this pelicans team mm-hmm. that's true. really Very you know true. what i mean and, and and i know that's what a lot of it it really boils down to is you know we want to win i mean you know the fan base want to win the team want to win the players want to win the coaching staff want to win so, um, you know, of course, we are, we're going to be um, continuing to look at you know, best players available and, and giving um, the fan base, you know, opportunity to get to know um, some of these players from our perspectives. Now, um, if I was picking and, and those guys were available, um, out of the two that we've heard today, and I'm real, I'm going to pass it to you after this, mm-hmm. um, I would have to say for for – our team, I'm not really looking for more speed because if we keep in a guy like Kyra, we got speed. So I, I get the, the levels to Jaden Ivey's um, basketball style of play, mm-hmm. but give me Keegan Murray if I'm picking out of the two, simply because we need shooting. Yeah. We've been very critical of, of the shooting and, and the need for shooting on this team, me and Rel, since we've been starting this podcast, man. Mm-hmm. Shooting, shooting, shooting. We need somebody who's going to come in here and if Brandon Ingram throw him the ball, that 50% that you're talking about sounds hella good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we need somebody, you know, when when B.I. And, and Zion are being doubled mm-hmm. and C.J. sitting on the, on, on the um, bench getting his break, I mean, he's a threat on the court. Yeah. And that's not to take from uh, uh, Trey Murphy or 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 uh, or from Herb or, for anybody, Herb, really, yeah. or anybody who's going to be on the court. But hell, if you can add more shooting to the team, I'm all for it because that's exactly what I've been so yeah. critical and just, about. And just, and just flat out a, a guy that, again, a guy that can, a guy that can play, you know what I mean? A, a mm-hmm. guy that can, like I said, dribble, shoot and finish. Yeah. I mean, what more do you need? Like he can effectively do all of those things, finish when it comes to the rim, um, he can dribble and you know what I mean, like get into his spots where he want to get on the floor. And mm-hmm. again, he can he can shoot, so he can effectively do all three of those things. You have some, and I'm I'll tell you this, you know, athleticism, explosiveness is always gonna win. So mm-hmm. if you put up a poll, I'm almost willing to bet you anything that for no particular team, nothing. If you just flat out put on a poll. Jaden Ivey and Keegan Murray. Jaden Ivey is going to win out regardless because athleticism, the explosiveness, which you're seeing from him, mm-hmm. the jump out the gym, the highlight reel, it's it's going to win out no matter what, because that's what that's what you know, that's what people like. We 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 like seeing, you know, you know, the, the highlight don't set, you know, at, at the end of the 
you know, at the end of the, you know, a game night, you know what I mean, on ESPN. And, we and, we and like seeing, I get that. we like seeing posters, you know what I mean? We like seeing um those kind of things, but but I do think of the two, again, it's not a, I don't, I don't like Ivy, but if, if, you know, mm. I had the choice of picking both of those, you know, picking either of those guys, um, you know, I, I think I will lean a little bit more to, um, you know, I, I just, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I have a preference and, and much of this, it boils down to preference, right? It doesn't make yeah. me right. It doesn't make you wrong or vice versa. It's just, um, it's just preference. And, you know, you can never have enough of those six, seven, six, eight, six, nine guys, um, you know, that are really versatile and, and just good at what they do. You can never have enough of them. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I'm just, uh, all the shooting and the offensive side of things, it's like, that's all fine and dandy. That's all great. But like, I'm also looking for whoever's a better defender too. Like, I know we got mm-hmm. Herb and everything and he locking, he locking down the best guy on whatever team we playing. But at the end of the day, defense wins games. And also you got to make our damn free throws. So <laughs> whoever can come in <laughs> and do that, I'm all bored with it. But I'm also just kind of like, I don't even feel, I don't, I don't have a lot invested in whoever we pick, right? It's just like whoever, whoever they pick, I know it's going to be, they most likely made the right choice. I'm on board with it. Um, I largely, I guess, have grown an attachment to the guys that we already have. I mean, of course, there's going to be some guys that, you know, I, I'm cool if they're gone. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm also a fan of us running it back with the core that we got now. So if, if whoever we picked didn't even touch the floor for 10 minutes a game, I'd just be like, ah, whatever, because look who we got in our starting lineup. You know what I mean? There we go. So, there we go. And, and the guys that we've had Future coming bright. off the bench. Exactly. The guys that we've mm-hmm. had coming off the bench, it's like, I'm good with what we got. And there's always room for improvement, of course. So, I mean, right. you know, that's 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 my piece on that. But, um, but yeah. So, so- yeah, so, so I uh, think next episode, uh, next episode, uh, again, it, seeing if we can um get in touch with Charles and and he do those uh guys that likely go one mm, through three. One through three, right? I mm-hmm. think in the next in the next set of five, um, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna go, um, AJ Griffin, Dyson Daniels, and Ben Matherin, who I know those last two was a lot, as you know, two of the names. Yeah. that that y'all have heard Circulating. a lot you know what mm-hmm. I mean as it, in terms of uh you know Pelicans players and then let him take um Sohan and Sharp who he's uh, excuse me who he's also higher on so I've I've you know and, and which would break down five and five for both of us if we actually you know able to get him on and yeah. you know those being like I said the the five guys that I think he can speak um you know more to and, and kind of sell all of us on um as players not just for the pelicans but just as players in general coming into the league as prospects um while the five guys that you know i'm personally selecting Mm -hmm. to um you know talk about is you know much of the same guys that i'm really high on and you know guys that i can you know want to sell and just that i you know I, i like in general um you know as prospects so again man i i appreciate y'all for for having me up so hopefully we get some uh you know good comments and and people watch it um you know yeah. doing through and, and and think that i and think that i know a little something <laughs> true well look if they don't if they didn't know before 
they will know when they watch today. Right. Um, we, we really want to thank you for coming on as well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. Um, but uh, we want to say this right here. So we're going to be doing a contest and we're going to call it the pick eight contest. <laughs> The pick eight contest. The pick eight contest is going to be real simple for everybody that's listening. If you can guess the number eight pick, you're going to win the contest. What we're going to have you do is to make it easier, get in the comment section and write your number eight pick. Don't text me. Don't put it on a... a, you know what? I'll, I'll make this a little easier for people who don't like to be on the comments. You can put it under the Twitter uh, feed for this video or um, any one of the feeds for the, uh, the, the, the next set of series. But it's going to be the first person. I want to make sure I say this because I don't want 10 people saying I picked him too. The first person who can tell us who the number eight pick will be with the Pelicans is going to win the contest. Now, the contest is real simple. The number eight pick, we don't care who went one. We don't care who went one through seven. We don't care who went nine through, what, 52? We don't care. We want to know who you think will be the number eight pick of the Pelicans um, for this, this uh, season's draft, this year's draft. If you can guess that pick, you're going to win a signed autograph picture of Brandon Ingram. Yes, okay, it it's real simple. An autographed picture of Brandon Ingram will go to the number eight pick, the person who picks that pick first. Not everybody who picks the pick. I want to mm -hmm. make sure I'm really clear on that because, you know, y'all be acting like y'all special sometimes and I love <laughs> y'all to death, but I just want a whole bunch of motherfuckers saying, I, 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 I picked him too. Mm -hmm. The first person that we see on the list, and me and Rel is gonna be looking on that list like a Santa Claus list. The first, <laughs> the first person is gonna win an autograph Brandon Ingram picture. So y'all get in the the, the 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 thread under the the video and let us know who you think will be that person. And when the draft is done, we're gonna send that out. We want to thank y'all for paying attention. We want to thank y'all for listening. Rel, go ahead on and close us out. Like I said, Full Aaron, thank you so much for sharing your expertise on, on uh, Jaden Ivey and Keegan Murray. We look forward to continuing this series that we call in the Draft Prospect Series. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to connect with Charles today. But Charles, if you're listening, bro, maybe we're going to have to get on your, uh, what that is? Uh, on his mom. time zone or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have to get on <laughs> Charles' time zone because Charles might be over there uh, still in a coma. Hey man, um, look, I don't even blame on a that, Saturday man. too. At that, we started this uh, joint at seven thirty in, in the morning at his time. So look, we're gonna right. catch up next time around. But yeah, for Lauren, thank yeah. you for pulling up. We're gonna see you on the next episode. Everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch y'all next time. Go Pels! Thank you, thank you, Go Pels! <laughs>